State Shifters Podcast, episode 16 with Yasmin Eve. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast. Welcome back to the State Shifters Podcast. My name is Jordan Callish and I'm here because I'm going to give you the information you need to inspire you to take action on becoming the highest version of yourself. So I bring on guests to this podcast to inspire me who have basically motivated me and helped me become uh, the best version of myself each and every single day. So I've met lots of people while I've been traveling through Canada. I've met people online and today's guest is someone who we connected uh, online a few, a few, quite a few years ago and I've had her on Facebook but haven't actually connected with her in person but I've seen her grow and progress down a very similar path to what I've taken which is doing the inner work to figure out who we really are. So Yasmin Eve is her name and Yasmin has transformed her world and now is helping people uncover the limiting beliefs that hold them back. I guess that's one of my favorite things about when you start to acknowledge who you really are and you do the inner work and you start to speak your truth. You attract the same people into your life who who are following their truth. And Yasmin is one of these people and I'm very excited to bring her onto the show. And the interview, we kind of cover a lot of topics because um, we just we were just vibing off each other. It was really, really great to chat to a like-minded person, similar age, um, but also getting a female's perspective um, because Yasmin works with a lot of women and she does her work through the Holistic Hub in Perth. And it's really about empowering people to uncover the, the stories that are holding them back from becoming the best version of themselves. Uh, so in this episode, we cover a lot of different things like how Yasmin came to her spiritual awakening, um, how we define who we are through the thoughts that we have and how we can break through these limiting beliefs. Um, also the impact that meditation has had on Yasmin and me at dissolving some of these limiting beliefs. Um, we cover things like morning routines and rituals, nutrition, um, and some of the challenges we've faced about being open and vulnerable online. Uh, so there's plenty of good information here uh, and I'm really excited to share this one with you guys. So enjoy the episode. Okay, Yasmin, Eve, welcome to the Stage Shifters podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with me. And you're on the line from Bali, Indonesia. How's Bali? Yes, I am. Hello. <laughs> um, it's really, really good. It's super warm and humid, which I love. Um, my body definitely needs a break after being in like four degrees temperature every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rugged up. Yeah, I rugged read, up I not seeing the sun. <laughs> it's definitely a contrast. Definitely. So it's, it's a per- you're from Perth as well. So we'll give a little bit of background here. People who, who don't know who you are, you're a, I would say, life coach, a breakthrough coach, and you basically help people, um, mainly women, uh, break through the barriers, the beliefs that hold them back from becoming the best version of themselves. And you've been a coach for a couple of years now? Yeah, so um, about a year and a half now I've been doing um, coaching in this sort of setting, but Prior to that, I've kind of been health coaching for a really long time, so like about three and a half, four years. So coaching's definitely been sort of my jam for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm in Perth at the moment, um, but soon to live in New Zealand, making the big move. Um, but yeah, a lot of what I do is just basically helping people 
um, remove a lot of their limiting beliefs and conditions um, that all of us um, as humans kind of carry from a really young age. Um, so, yeah, that's just been one of the best things I've ever done, like help people with because, yeah, it just it unlocks a lot of potential and unlocks a lot of momentum for people and helps them really find what they're excited about, which is really important. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I, I think we're just we're just speaking offline, and I was t- telling you how I had Jennifer Merrifield on the last episode, and she's a transformation coach and a personal excellence coach. And I was explaining how I've had some experience with coaching, and I know how powerful it is, and how amazing and quickly the results come when you have someone there that's able to guide you into this deep dark world of the subconscious as you start to uncover these beliefs yeah. uh so i think we'll get back to how you started coaching but um we're roughly mm. the same age and i think uh, as i was thinking about how we met i think it was on tinder the date the dating yeah <laughs> so funny <laughs> how funny is that how's the world oh <laughs> uh, mate i remember we must have just added each other on facebook and then later down the track i've seen you posting all this stuff about similar stuff that I'm I'm into and I'm like what what's going on there we're gonna have to link up at some point so how about it is it's amazing (laughs) I love it how about you explain to me how this all started like how did you have because I remember watch watching or following you online and you were into I think you were in personal training was it like exercise you were into exercise yeah Yeah. how did this shift come about where you've decided to now take this direction and pursue the, the type of work that you do now Um, I'd say it was a very gradual progression into what I do, but then I think there was like this sort of tipping point that I got to. And then it was kind of like, I just snapped and was like, I need to just do this. Um, but basically, so I was a a PT for a really long time working with women, mostly, um, fat loss, you know, all of those sorts of things. But I, I find that when I do things, I get really into them. So I really try and find out all the bits and pieces that, that form that result or like, you know, so it wasn't just about the exercise, but then I was like, how can I help people with their hormones? How can I help people with what they're eating to better get their results? And how can I help them in every area to make sure that they're going to get the best results they can for their body physically? Um, And throughout that, you know, it was kind of also along my own personal journey of going from being super physically driven and, and I guess focused to then realizing, I think there's more underneath the surface that's really at play here as well. That's determining whether I'm successful or not with my body, but with anything. So that's what sort of got me questioning, you know, why is it that some people get really good results that I'm training and other people don't? And what are they doing behind the scenes that I can't see that's not helping? And where does that come from? And then where does that thing come from? So it was like this kind of real like rabbit hole moment for me that I started to delve into. And I was like, wow, this is a lot bigger than I thought. A lot of mindset stuff but but then where did that come from you know where did that person get that belief that they're not good enough or not worthy of having a good body or like if they some people had this belief that if they were to get their dream body they would be criticized and bullied so that sort of mentality it was like where does that actually come from and it's not just a thought like this is obviously such a strong held belief for someone because it's causing them so much distress and Um, disharmony in their life you know it's really stopping them from doing things so I started to sort of do a lot of research by myself and I guess as the universe is it throws you things you're ready for so on my Facebook I saw um, this guy pop up Paul Alessio he's um, been my coach 
teacher for NLP and um, he was running a course. So I just hit him up and I was like, hey, what's this NLP thing? Like I see like you're getting really good results and people are loving it, people really talking about it. At that time it's starting to kind of build a bit of momentum in Perth. So I was like, I'd really love to be a part of this. You know, I really want to get better results for my clients. Um, can we tee up a chat? So literally straight away he like got on the phone and we were chatting and he asked me some pretty deep questions as well, which I hadn't really asked myself. And that was really cool for me to be asked questions that I wasn't really asking for myself. And so he also kind of asked, well, it's, I love that you want better results for your clients, but what do you want out of this? And I was like, oh, cool. So it kind of opened up a whole new world for me. And then um, going along and doing that course, the first level for the practitioner course, um, that was like the most mind blowing experience of my life. Like it was seven days of being broken through and um, getting down to like the bottom of your beliefs and, and breaking those and just getting rid of all this junk that you thought was real. Like it's crazy. And by the end of that, I was just like, I know what I want to do. Like I only want to do this. This is all I want to help people with because it's so potent. It helps people in whatever they want. So why not just do that? So that's kind of how it went. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I, I, I think that's why your story resonated with me so much was because like it was very similar to me. Like I, I was into fitness and exercise. I would work out all the time and I had all these like physical goals. Like I, I would always work out to look good. And I remember that like yeah. there was a time that came where I was like, okay, well, like, what's the end goal? Like if there's, if you're working out for the appearance or the look of working out, you're constantly mm. like, you're constantly chasing something. You never actually arrive at the the satisfaction of, being okay with who you are so I started to look within I was like why, yeah, why yeah why am I why am I why am I working like what's the goal here and, and it went beyond the physical and that's the key component I think which you went through as well you start to look beyond the body and mind it's like who who actually am I beneath all that and it's the, oh totally the questions I love, yeah, yeah totally resonating so, yeah so, yeah because uh, that's it like sorry go ahead. I definitely feel that I've I lived a lot of my life prior to this constantly chasing something, constantly chasing and never really being satisfied or happy. Mm. And um, it actually wasn't – I had like a really pretty like big wake-up call I think was um, when a really close person to me actually just died suddenly, like was in a car crash and died. And I remember like it kind of just hit me and I like woke up one day and I was looking in the mirror and I was like, the fuck is wrong with me? Like I can't – live my life not being happy with who I am because it's a bit of a waste to me. I was like, that's a waste. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I think do. that like it just sometimes those sorts of moments just like you just flick a switch and you're like, okay, this is not the way to live anymore. <laughs> Most definitely. Those wake-up calls that often come as like blessings in disguise really, don't they? And yeah, it's amazing. Majorly. To, it's, it's amazing when you look back and how powerful a shift can happen. When you, when you trace it back to one particular moment. Uh, so for you, I guess, was, was there a specific moment in time where you had like people say spiritual awakenings or realizations where you went, holy shit, like it just clicked yeah. and then you, your life trajectory changed. Was there a certain moment in time where that happened or was it gradual? Um, I love this question because <laughs> I was like, I saw it this morning and I was like, oh, this is a good one. <laughs> um, so funnily enough, I thought, so this, this is something I'm learning a lot at the moment um, 
is so I've been listening to a few books actually on the nature of awakening. There's one called The End of Your World. I think you've you read that? Maybe. The End of Your World by yeah. Adi Ashanti. Oh, Adi Ashanti, yes. I've listened to a few of his podcasts. Don't think I've read the book though, but please continue. Okay, beautiful. So yeah. this book like literally started getting me thinking in a totally different way to the way I've been thinking. But again, so useful and like perfect timing. But um, basically I had thought that maybe had had that moment where I was like sort of awakening and I had that sort of push out. I think I've had a lot of moments in life that have been pretty full on and have sort of woken me up completely, if that makes sense. So like I think things have been catalysts for me to make more changes in my life and and refine the way I'm living and the way I'm living in alignment with myself. But I don't think up until really recently, I don't think I actually did have it. I thought I had. Um, Because I am quite spiritual, I'm very open and um, very much self-aware and all this stuff, but I actually don't think I did. Um, Up until literally a couple months ago, I think that's when it all really started to happen for me. And it was, it's actually been pretty fucking full on. (laughs) And um, one of the most like challenging, but awesome times ever. Like it's something that I feel like you, I literally feel like there's been a part of me literally dying and breaking away. Like it's been pretty brutal like a lot of the ego stuff has come up for me realizing a lot of the ways that I was living was still very much ego driven and very much from that space um and I'm not um negating the ego at all like I'm not on a journey to get rid of it or anything Mm -hmm. like that like I really do have a very balanced approach towards it but realized how much I was actually living in alignment with that and not my my heart and my authentic self um and that was a really big realization for me and very hard to accept at first so I had a lot of resistance towards it and I didn't really want to accept it I kept trying to sort of push past it go around it and not really address it um but I think those things again have a way of smacking you in the face um until like literally like I just had weird scenario after weird scenario happen constantly like it was like just one disaster after another like chaos was just surrounding me it was really bizarre and like I remember talking to her at the time and literally every second day I'd call her with something else that was going on and she was like, are you freaking for real? Like you are like a magnet for shit right now, literally. And that's how I felt. I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm literally attracting so much shit right now. It's awful. (laughs) And I'm like, what is it about me? Why am I attracting this? Like you go through this whole thing. You think, oh my God, I'm just so, you know, I don't know anything. And it really like tears you up. And then um, I just had this moment where just, Literally, I think I stopped resisting because I literally had no more energy to resist anything. I was like, fuck it. You know what? If this is going to happen, fine. Let it happen. It doesn't matter anymore. And I literally remember just, I just started to, I don't know, something just popped into my head. I was like, you just need to sit still now. Like, just sit in it. Stop, Mm. like, running from it. Just sit in it. And um, I started to just sit in it. I literally started to wake up in the morning and just sit and not think and not, do and just like be in that really uncomfortable place and I think that's what started to really shift and once I sat in it things were just happening so quickly and I was like whoa like I think you just find this really awesome amount of like contentment in nothing (laughs) that's kind of what it felt like for me yeah (laughs) that's super powerful because everything stripped back and uh, just that I mean yeah again resonates with me so much because it Often the hardest times, the most challenging times 
that's where like the opportunity to go deeper is there if you're willing. And the same thing happened to me yeah. when I when I moved out to Canada. And probably my most challenging time was um, finding a job. I had like two two or three months. Probably, in, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that big of a deal compared to what some other people go through. But for me at the time, it was a tough thing because I. I yeah. wasn't sure where I was going to make money uh, and I was getting stressed out and it was challenging. I did the same thing as you. I would just sit and meditate on it and, and just peel back the layers mm. of this story that I was creating. And I remember mm. I remember um, a, a specific time when I, I broke through and just I let go of this weight that was like pulling me down and I, and I stepped into this lightness this freedom that i just let go of this mm. pain or this resistance to what was mm. and that's when opportunities mm. just popped up and I, and I know the same thing happened for you yeah. and that's and that's such a yeah I guess, I guess we can touch on meditation a little bit later on because i i know my listeners know how much um i harp on about meditation how much i love meditation and i, <laughs> I, I and i know you're the same good, you're good. big on the meditation as well but i actually i wanted to because I love asking people this question and on your, I think it's your Facebook yeah. page or your website header, I'm not sure, but it says, who would you be without your thoughts? And I really like that question and I want to ask you, to ask you that question. Who are, who are we without our thoughts? Um, I love that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for asking. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a very... Um, it's actually a really deep question, isn't it? But it, it is, and in in re, in retrospect, it is almost an impossible question to answer because the minute you answer it, we've kind of you've lost the yeah. So you, you can kind of yeah. go and against it. It's quite exactly. contradictory, so I'm going to probably contradict myself with everything I say anyway. <laughs> um, and I'd say like even in like a few months, I'll like talk to you again and be like, oh, everything I said was like pretty much yeah, bullshit. me too. So, <laughs> um, I believe something new now. So, um. But, yeah, I feel like, you know, on a surface level, who are you without your thoughts? Well, you're, you, I guess you're a lot more free to be whatever and whoever, if that makes sense. So it's kind of un, unlimited or limitless. It's, it's anything and everything or it's nothing basically, right? Um, and I think, yeah, like that's one thing I think most people feel held back by is that, they're living in alignment with who they think they are and that's not even who they are. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And that's a total construct. And so it's like if I didn't have all these thoughts, then I would probably be exactly who I wanted, you know, and whoever that might be. And then now going on an even deeper level, it's like I guess you're less you and you're actually just more like we, I guess. You're less of a just one-person identity and then you become actually, well, I'm kind of part of something bigger. So you kind of almost open yourself up to a greater experience of connection and greater experience of life itself, right? <laughs> Great. I, so that, that's, that's, that's kind of how I'd answer it right now. <laughs> I think you answered that very, very well. To, to answer something that's almost unanswerable because the minute we use language, we have missed the point because... Thought, totally, yeah. <laughs> yes. But in saying but my that, words are just directing you to something. Exactly. <laughs> so they're just signposts. And but my favorite part about that was is yeah. the question itself. And I think for, that for me was when the minute I started asking that question, it's like, who am I? If I'm not my thoughts, if I'm not my body, who who actually am I? And and it's the question, that question mm. begins a path within and it begins a, a road to you doing the inner work and 
I, I guess people listening to this podcast are the ones that are starting to ask these type of questions and, and powerful stuff mm. starts to happen. Why do you think it's so important that people should ask themselves that question? Uh, one is because I feel that a lot of people don't ever contemplate or actually stop long enough to listen to what they're actually thinking. Like everything's yeah. so unconscious, so automatic, so crazy. Like people don't actually know what the hell they're even thinking about themselves. That's like what it comes down to at the end of the day is like, like and I'm not generalizing, but a lot of people don't even know what they're thinking. They're just mm. constantly thinking of something. Um, but also like there are going to be a lot of stories that people are, you know, telling themselves or, or thoughts, right, that they're thinking about themselves that they don't actually want to admit to themselves that they're thinking about, if that makes sense. So it's kind of also a question that asks you to start to become a little bit more vulnerable and real with yourself first. Because if you can't like really admit, hey, actually, you know what, I actually do think this about myself, even if I don't want to, even if I resent that, even if I'm angry about that or I hate the fact that I think that about myself, if I can't own that yet, then I'm not going to be able to transform that or change it or let it go. I don't even know if that answered your question. <laughs> no, it did because it, it, it's, yeah, it, that's the awareness. The first level of awareness is realizing that, yeah, my, I have all these stories that I'm, I'm creating and it's, yeah. it's the noticing. That's the first step. And the, first no, step. yeah, noticing yeah. The, these stories and that's why, you know, I, I've dug into your, your content and I absolutely love the videos and the posts you you write because Thanks, you, yeah, because you write about exactly that these these stories that we have that we're all, we're all telling ourselves we all have this mental construct of who we think we are based on how we think others perceive us so it's like we live in like mm-hmm. a perception of a perception which is like this trippy yeah. reality that we live in because none of us are actually living from our essence we're we're like walking projections of what we think other people yeah. think who we are so that's why I love the work that you do. Yeah. It's breaking through these stories and getting to the root cause of like what makes us who we are. And I guess, do you, where do you start when someone comes in? I think, again, I think if the minute someone starts to tune into this kind of stuff or starts to read your posts or watch your videos, there's an opening that's starting to emerge. There's something there that's starting to emerge. The people who are completely unconscious, I, I think – it's not our responsibility to try and change them or try and pull pull them into this kind of inner work. Yeah. It's the people who are starting yeah. to wake up and realize, okay, I, I, I'm sort of stuck in this perception of a perception and I'm not happy with the way my life is. If someone comes to you and then yeah. says, Yasmin, I, I'm, yeah. I'm struggling. Like I want to get over this anxiety. I want to get past this limiting belief that I'm not good enough or whatever it may mm. be. How do you then mm. begin how do you how do you then begin to help someone who's 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 ready? Um, it's a it's a pretty um, well. I guess it just depends. Like everyone is so different. It depends how I guess if people are coming to me with that, but they you know they're only just starting to become quite aware of themselves and their thoughts. Then oftentimes um, I have a sort of I guess I just throw in the idea that perhaps they've also got a lot more beneath the surface, even beyond what they think is their problem right now as well. So like a lot of people say, you know, um, 
got this anxiety and I just really need to like break through it or I'm not confident, right? Mm. But that could be so much more. Like those, you know, anxiety or, or lack of confidence, they're such broad things and they entail so, like so much is part of that in a way um, that it's kind of like cool. So it's really just the first step is just helping them sort of dig a little deeper and find more connections of where does that come from? Where does that come from? Where does that come from? And why is that a problem basically? And it's helping them get to deeper causes for themselves and to find how like events in their life have shaped them and linked back into the problem that they're here for. Does that make sense? So it's a lot of sort of um, questioning. Questioning is a big one and it's getting people to think beyond what they already think and about the actual presenting issue for them as well. And to understand what really is the problem behind that. Because a lot of people just think, oh, like this is my problem and that's all it is. And then they don't realise that something so little or something kind of big, right, because, you know, some things can feel quite weighted, um, can also be part of something much, much bigger and much, much deeper and, and something even so deep like you know really at the core of something for someone it could just be like I'm just so scared to be abandoned because that's what happened when I was a kid or and that could be what's creating this whole like you know layer on layer on layer on layer to cause this anxiety for them and it's not even really about anxiety it's about being in fear of feeling something that's so hard for a human to feel especially as a child that they can't consume so it's actually about yeah bringing awareness and then from there it's helping them to consume the emotions they haven't consumed, to go in and actually process and let go of those things because they're what drives us. We we mm. we live as a projection, like we live through our wounds, right? We make decisions, we act from that place, and if we can't heal that, we can't resolve that. We're just walking wounds. like, And we're just creating more and more pain for ourselves and driving it in deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and that's, I think, what people don't realise is like, once you start unraveling it, like there's so many more layers yeah. underneath that. Yeah. And and I think, you know, it takes a lot of courage. You, you know, a lot of people that come through, I'm always like, you know, I'm so proud of you and I'm so, you know, inspired by you because this is tough stuff. Like this isn't just, oh, today I'm just going to let go of anxiety and that's it. That's the mm. end. Goodbye. See you later and move on. It's like you're starting something so much bigger than that and <laughs> it's just going to keep going. <laughs> that's, that's what coaching did to me. That's And I'm sure a lot of your clients are like that as well. It's like, I thought I had this yeah. stuff figured out. Like all of a sudden, oh, like I know I'm, I know I'm on awareness. Like I'm not actually my thoughts. Started coaching, yeah. and I started realizing, holy shit, there's a, there is so many things that I'm, and I'm just carrying around that I didn't even realize. And again, the work yeah. that you do, having a coach, brings <clears throat> awareness to these things, to these stories. It, it's like you're, it's like a torch, and you're just shining the light on these dark areas in the subconscious that you, you're holy shit, I've been carrying this story that's holding me back this whole time whether it's not having enough like fear around not having enough money or not thinking you're good enough and and you can date it back to childhood stuff but in reality it all gets dissolved in the through the light of awareness in the present moment And, and and i love i love that that work that you do and i'm sure your clients are just amazed to see when someone's there to support them uh, how quickly these things dissolve and for for you what are the things you recommend like uh, meditation being one of them and I know how powerful meditation is for me 
what, yeah. what sort of impact has meditation had on, on your life? Um, oh, it's had a significant impact. Um, mm. And it's really, you know, I've had a funny relationship with meditation. Like that's what I call it, my little relationship with it. Um, because there have been moments where I've just totally tossed it aside and thought, I don't need this, you know, like I'm good. I feel really, you know, on top. Um, I'll just go for, you know, a couple of weeks or something without it. And then I get to this point where I'm kind of like a little bit chaotic and scattered and just like really not centered or not grounded. And I can't seem to pin down ideas and I can't really seem to focus. Um, and for me, my nature is very sort of um, fast paced and almost a little bit scattered anyway. Like I'm just that sort of me as a person, very like there's lots of ideas and there's lots of energy around it and there's, you know, I'm constantly sort of doing things and moving from one place to the next. And I used to kind of deem that as a bad thing, but now I really embrace it and love that. Um, and it works for me. It works for me. So I'm fine with that. But when I don't really take time to ground myself, um, I find that really doesn't work well with me. So um, for me, meditations help me really ground ideas better um, and focus in and and sort of stop the noise, but also listen to what's really there. Because um, I feel that, you know, within all of us, we all have a deepest wisdom right we all have a sort of um inner wisdom that we can't always hear even though it's there and so for me it's kind of I use meditation as a way to tap into that place and to really get you know connected with my essence if I'm feeling a little bit off or I'm feeling like I'm not really in alignment just feeling like things are a little bit off kilter then that's my way to get back in and sort of feel more yeah aligned and centered with that place because that's where I work my magic, you know, that's where my magic comes alive is when I'm in that space. And so I realise that even though sometimes I resist it, it's usually for a reason I'm resisting because there's something probably there to come up for me Um, because, you know, meditation has brought up so much stuff, even, you know, emotion and old things I didn't even know were there have just popped up randomly from just being in the moment, which has been epic. So, yeah, that's what it's done for me. (laughs) Yeah. Was there a specific reason that drew you to meditation was it just curiosity or was there something that drew you to meditation initially when you first started well interestingly enough like um when I was growing up I was really big into meditation at the time like I think back in like the 90s and the early 2000s I don't know if you're aware of this but there was like a lot of people doing like sort of meditation groups so like people would go like come together and do like meditation nights and stuff so I remember like once a week always going along with my mom I was like maybe four or five years old and we'd be going to these meditation nights with like this whole group of people and we'd be like doing group meditation so I've always understood that it might be good for me or like it has some sort of relevance um but growing up I sort of sort of rejected all of that stuff for a while and then when I started to become more interested in the mind and how it worked, um, I think it was like, you know, part of the trend of personal development. Um, everyone's saying, you know, get this Headspace app <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. meditate's really good for you. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get the app and then I'm going to meditate and it's going to be really good and I'm just going to be so functional. Um, and I really didn't resonate with that, to be honest, um, when I first started. Headspace just didn't do, do it for me. It's a really great platform for a lot of people, but for me I was like, I just need something deeper than this. So I just did a lot of like playing around and just, yeah, I don't know what it was really. I just, something in me was just like, you need to do this. So I was like, okay, (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) Good on you. Uh, So what's your meditation routine like now? Uh, And if, do you have any advice for people who may be 
starting out meditation or may struggle to get a consistent routine down, maybe you can enlighten us on your routine and any tips for others. Um, so at the moment, my routine is um, I actually wake up and then I do like a little bit of movement, whether that's like a bit of stretching or a little bit of a yoga flow, some sun salutations, just something real simple, but just to get the body moving or I might just jump in a cold shower or something just to get in my body a little bit. Um, and I find that helps me just sort of, it stops any sort of unnecessary chatter in my mind by just actually being a little bit in my body first for me personally. Um, and then, so like maybe 10, 15 minutes of that. So only a little bit like smaller. If I have time, like for instance, now that I've been in Bali, been doing a lot more. So getting up and doing like a nice hour, 90 minute practice of yoga, just something to get me moving. Yeah. And then I'll sit and just sort of either it'll be like a contemplation sort of meditation, or it might just be being pr really present and not thinking, just sort of catching between thoughts. So like being in that space, um, or even sometimes I do a bit more of a visualization if I'm sort of not feeling that present and in the moment that sometimes helps. Um, but, yeah, I think with meditation I found and then I'll journal after that. So anything that kind of pops up or anything I sort of realise, I'll then start journaling about it and writing it down. So that's been like a really nice routine for me. Um, and I found like there's really no resistance to that anymore. However, prior to that, it took me a little while to actually get into that. So, you know, um, for a little while I just set myself like 10 minutes, 10-minute 10 timer and I'd just be doing that every day. So I think, like, for people just beginning, like, one, really shop around for what you resonate with because I think if you don't resonate, don't force yourself. You're going to hate meditation. It's not meditation's fault. It's probably just you're not resonating with the practice. Um, so find a practice that works for you. And, and, you know, even if you've never meditated, then it's going to come a little bit unnaturally and you might feel a little bit shit <laughs> and, like, you want to fidget and move and not do it. Um, and, yeah, so I... I think just setting like little timers and just starting small even, you know, even if it's like two minutes, but you nail it, you feel good about it, it's more enticing to do it again the next day than to just try and give yourself like 30 minutes. Um, you've never done it before. You hate sitting still and then you don't nail it and you just feel shit and never want to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, the, I, that's, that's my favourite piece of advice is, is shop around because there's so many different forms yeah. of meditation out there. And, and people think that just because they try one form and, and they don't get anything out of it, they just throw in the towel. And I think that's so important. Yeah. Just try, try different ones. Try guided meditations. Try yeah. um, you know, Vipassana. Try, there's so many and there yeah. will be one that Your, resonates. Yoga Nidra, like, mm -hmm. there's so much out there. 100%. There's so much, yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I know for me, like I, you know, I, did a, I actually dedicated a whole podcast to medita meditation because that's how – how much of an impact it had I on my life. I saw that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, I, and I guess like I started out with the same thing. Like I was doing guided meditations, just trying everything. And yeah, that's, that's the one thing that I, I, I really want people to understand when it comes to meditation is ex literally expect to be shit at it. Like anything, the, many, the first time you try anything, you're going to be shit. <laughs> if people would think yeah. they're going to be like, oh, well, Zen master, I've done meditated a couple of times and then they realize how hard it is. But it's the consistency of the practice, which is where I get the benefits yeah. from. It's just finding the consistency yeah. each day. And if you nail down a week, you're going to get breakthroughs so much quicker than just sitting mm. down once a week 
every week. So if you do once one day a week, um, you're not really going to get anywhere. It's just the consistency. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. And and I know it it ties back into the routine. Like my morning routine involves meditation and involves journaling, and it involves movement, very similar to you. And mm. for people like us, like the body for me is such a powerful vessel. My body needs to move. Like my through the body, I'm able to yeah. access like different, like deeper parts of myself. Uh, so any specific uh, mm. things that you also do in the morning. So you do your movement, do your cold shower, which is a powerful way of just bringing clarity and, and waking you up. Um, so you yeah. do your journaling. Yeah. Anything else in the morning? Like what do you eat in the mornings? What's your diet consist of these days? Um, so it's been like so random at the moment. I think traveling, like you just do different things. Um, it's all, yeah, different. Like at the moment I've probably actually been starting with – um, more of a fasted sort of thing. So I haven't really been eating much in the morning. I've maybe had like a um, bulletproof actually. I've been trying that just differently. In Bali they have really beautiful ones with like coconuts. So I've cool. been doing that. Um, yeah. And for me like I'm actually quite sensitive to coffee. So I haven't had much coffee in a really long time until I've got to Bali and then I was just like, yeah, why not? Like let me just try it. Yeah. You know? um, so for me I find like I can't do that every day. I probably do it twice in the week. And then I'll just start my day with like um, just like lots of veggies and greens. Um, but I'm, I don't know, with my eating now, it's really different. Like I guess for me, I just try and get as much, yeah, um, vegetables and plant-based stuff. You know, I don't really eat a lot of meat anymore. Um, and I love those sorts of routines like, you know, that you have like when you're home, you have like, your, you know, your little bit of um, – been getting on charcoal a little bit which has been actually quite cool and um trialing different things but I think for me I'm I'm pretty much I'm not really a one thing person like a one one food or one sort of routine person with in terms of my body I think um I kind of just trial lots of things for me a main staple has actually been like um b12 has been like a main thing for me, P12. Mm-hmm. Um, and I take um, Aboriginal bush medicine. They're like sort of my main really? things at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So, What's that? Um, so Aboriginal bush medicine is all flower essences. Yeah. Um, but it's a really cool thing. So the way I'm going to explain it might not be 100% um, – scientific and that's all right that's Um, all right we're not we're not scientific around here anyway it's okay yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) Um, but the gist of it basically um is that flowers have the same um like what is it the same like vibration as your mind or something like it's not Mm. um it's like the same um frequency or energy yeah frequency or something as your actual mind so the theory behind that is that when you take flower essences you're helping recorrect um neural pathways in your mind um and there's been a lot of studies actually it's really super interesting um so i've been taking different ones um for like a course of like maybe i don't know maybe a month to to a month and a half so you can get different combinations um there's a woman that i see in perth who mixes her own and makes her own little um, bits and pieces and I seriously have found such a difference in my like thought process and my my function um so yeah I've been really loving those and then um another thing is yeah the b12 just because I don't really eat a lot of meat that's been yep. a huge key player for me um I didn't realize how deficient I was until 
I started taking it and I was like, wow, like I feel so much more energized now. Um, but yeah, I think I just go with anything that I feel, yeah, just makes me feel good, gives me energy. Um, and yeah, like, I, I guess I could say like, yeah, sometimes I put in some collagen protein, sometimes I don't like, <laughs> I think for me, I kind of just, I'm so just free with what I'm doing. I think, cause I just, I think I know deep down what I need and when I need it, I'll go get it basically. And for now it's been functioning pretty well. So <laughs> I guess everyone has their own um, ideas about it, but yeah, for me, it's kind of been quite, it's like less is more at the moment for me, I think. Yeah, big time. I think that's the most important thing is realizing there's no one diet fits all. It's it's exactly what you just said, figuring out what works for mm. you. And there's no, you know, I can say how much, how important fasting is and how important it is to, you know, to, to yeah. eat meat. But it's not, that. it's whatever works for me is not yeah. going to work for someone else. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with that as well. It's finding the perfect balance for you and it's just trying different things. And I, I, I'm, I am very passionate about like nutrition and diet and exercise because I, I do think yeah. that yeah. When, when, the, when the body is taken care of, it, you're you're able to to totally. yeah you're able to really connect with the mind a lot a lot um, with more effectiveness because when I feel my best then I'm able to yeah. think my best and then I can be my best and yeah it comes from diet I think it starts yeah, from diet totally. diet has such a powerful impact on me uh, the minute I, I changed my diet from from a, like a high carb diet to a high fat diet. It, the clarity, yeah, yeah, yeah. mental clarity just started coming and then I was able to, it, it all works holistically as you're aware. Um, so I'm, I'm big, yeah. on the, big on the diet as well. And I guess, yeah. for, I guess for you, like, would you say uh, you don't deal mainly with like female clients? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah majority. Yeah. yeah. Do you think <laughs> Say that, like 95? Yeah. <laughs> which is, pro- I'm sure a lot of my listeners are, are female as well, which is why I'm glad to have you on here. And, I want to know, is there, being female, is there much of a difference in terms of connecting with yourself? Like, uh, I, I want to, I'm curious, like, yes, at the yeah. core of everything, yeah. we, we are the same, but is the path different being yeah. a woman? Yeah. Um, you know, I think yes and no. I think the path is very similar, but I feel that, for females it's like I think for females and males it's like as collectives it's almost like we all carry like these very similar core wounds depending on on sort of our gender just because of how society brings us up as well so you know even though we're all very similar at our essence really we're not in society we're not we're not brought up the same we're not conditioned the same you know each gender is kind of directed into a certain way and that kind of also brings up and triggers different wounds. So I feel that um, whilst we all kind of carry the same core wounds, they're expressed differently based on gender. I do feel that. Um, And I feel that even though things will still be triggered in similar ways for each, yeah, it's kind of different. And I think as well um, it's also because, you know, in terms of sexuality as well, very different. You know, I think there's a lot of societal shame around sexuality for women especially. And so that's another thing that's sort of part of the journey is, is learning how to um, really, I guess, be um, in alignment with that and not sort of shame yourself for that. Like sexual shame is a huge thing yeah. that I've noticed is sort of a part of our culture, um, particularly in Australia. Um, and that's something that I think really inhibits a lot of women. Um, and also it's just this whole ideal 
of like receiving like a lot of women don't receive and not just sexually but I mean like in just general like receiving is a big part of of female stuff I think as well as like learning to receive and feel worthy of receiving and things like that can be a real common theme but again like I, I feel that actually the most interesting thing is a lot of males and females are very similar when working with them <laughs> we kind of all kind of experience the same yes. things and I realize oh my god we're all the same like we we all kind of think the same way we all kind of um experience life very, very similarly it's it's just really bizarre to me but yeah I think that would be actually one difference would be almost the sexuality side of things and that yeah that freedom sexually is really different for women mm. than it is for males but again you know I'm sure there's different ex- exceptions as well um yeah does that kind of it does it ties it ties in perfectly to my (laughs) next question because i'm always curious because uh, in in this space that we're in in the work that you do and you know where i work now um in toronto is is a healing clinic where alternative medicine we do meditation and all that kind of stuff as well and yeah it's still for me it's still primarily women and yeah, yep. most of my followers are women. Most of my listeners are women, and I want to know, like, why? Why do you think it's so hard for men to open up to this uh, this world and do this inner work mm. and, and become vulnerable? I think vulnerable is the right word because we really do struggle yeah. as men to to open up to these feelings or these stories that we tell ourselves. What do you have? Yeah, any, yeah, yeah. Any uh, thoughts around that? Um, I would say like, there's a lot more, there's a lot of fear. Like if you think about all the things that close you off from being open, it's because it's a mechanism to keep you safe. And it's a lot of like, like, I think males have been shamed a lot, like throughout their life and, and sort of, um, constricted and like, you know, how many men have been brought up saying like, you've got to be strong. You don't fucking cry. Like you can't do this. You can't do that. Like they're really being conditioned in a conditional way, if that makes sense. Like it's it's like there's mechanisms over mechanisms to make sure that they're – like safety is a huge thing, especially, um, you know, from a, um instinctual level, like safety is huge. Males are the protectors, right, from an instinct base. So if that's the case, then there's also that sort of reptilian part of the brain that's kind of overriding a lot of that emotional stuff, I'd say, that's – also adding to the fact that if I open up or if I then open to this, I don't know if I will be safe or will I be able to protect who's around me or then, you know, I think it's also that fear of if I open up to this stuff, will I be in control? Will I be able to to survive through this stuff? If I face it, am I going to make it through basically? Because I think that's a, a really realistic fear at times. Like I like it's a, it's a lot of stuff, right? And it's it's scary, and I think I think it's hard for males to start that. I don't know. I think so too. It's, it it comes back to like this mask of masculinity that all us men seem to wear, and yeah, just getting through that. Like I, 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 I see it so much with the people, the, the men that I, I would hang out with back home, and you know I played yeah. sport, and again the sport like same yeah. thing. It's like yeah. Which sports a huge yeah. like anchor <laughs> to not <laughs> it is, right? move forward. <laughs> it is. Like you break up with your girlfriend oh. and it's like you go out and just fucking drink beer and get drunk and, and, and try and forget about it. But I just yeah. I, I cringe when I see people come out of long relationships and they turn to partying 
to deal with the the pain. And men are just we we aren't we aren't brave enough to face our our, our darkest wounds, which is and, it's, and you it's a also sad thing. like you've never been brought up, you've never been taught how to. So true. Do you know what I mean? Like so you've true. never been yeah. taught. Women at least have been taught that it's okay to be emotional as a woman. (laughs) You know, from a very young age, if a girl cries, it's okay. If a guy cries, Mm. get over it. If you've been brought up that way your whole life, you've never been taught how to consume emotion, never been taught how to actually even experience emotion or what it even is or like what it it actually is, you know. Um, But it blows me out. It's something I still even don't get fully. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, so true, honestly. You know, I have... I have friends that are so open and more aware and really trying to delve into their, you know, inner world and stuff and, you know, want to, you know, still actually struggling and almost being borderline suicidal. Mm. So, like, it's like there's still, like, this huge amount of stuff that just I don't understand yet because I'm like, so people can still be so open and still moving towards that and still then just snap and go, I don't know, this is too hard, let me just end it. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of pressure as well on men at the moment to, like, open up and step up and I think it's too much pressure sometimes. hundred percent. Like yeah. it's a real dual thing at the moment. I agree. Just trying to run, just trying to run from the issues and then they, they take drugs. It starts with alcohol and then it turns to smoking. It just spirals down. Yeah. And if you can catch it early on, like if you can catch, I just think like, like as an example, you break up your girlfriend and you're in pain. There's the opportunity right there. Do, mm. do the work. And you can just, that's uh, for me, that's, that's what happened to yeah. me. Uh, I was the pain from my, uh, this is how this whole started for me. It was just, I was in such pain from breaking up with my girlfriend at such a young age. And luckily I, I yeah. wasn't surrounded by people who, who did drugs or drink alcohol. So I was forced to go within and, and yeah. start to do the inner work. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I, I would love to see more men uh, open up and be vulnerable. And I, I hope through the work that I do, I can inspire more men to kind of be open to this, to be more vulnerable and, and, okay with being emotional and I think that's why women yeah. that's why I love women because you guys are just so open and and, and you, you if you're feeling something it's yeah you feel it straight away us men we don't feel we don't feel it you know what I mean and yeah it causes problems yeah. so I mean I had a friend I had a friend who um is a male hmm. and he basically said like it took me a whole year to retrain myself how to feel like that's pretty intense um so you know, like I think it goes to show, yeah, like a lot of a lot of men have been taught how to numb themselves out. Like numbing out is a huge part of our culture. <laughs> so true. Yeah, so true. So what what have you found the biggest challenge about um, posting videos about this kind of stuff? Uh, I, I, I had my own challenges and I still do have my challenges with it. Um, mm. But you, you've been so brave and courageous with just posting consistently video content and being open and it's really does help and like it's helped yeah. me a lot as well what's the biggest challenge oh, thank you um i actually funnily enough um i think the biggest challenge is still like you know i can openly talk about a lot of things when i feel comfortable do you know what i mean so it's still yeah. like even though you break past the discomfort of creating videos and sharing parts of your story and being open about things um and also talking about really uncomfortable topics as well but then once you get once you get comfortable with that you almost again lose like for me I kind of felt like I was still not being as authentic or as vulnerable as I could be so then it was like okay now I want to share more deep or like more open more what I'm actually going through because I realized yeah like for me it was almost like well 
I have a bigger impact when I actually talk openly about what I'm experiencing versus if I talk about what a client's experiencing and how I help them, if that makes sense. So yeah. if something, you know, I think it's still um, a little bit of that. But for me, it's also just I went through a really interesting phase of realising sometimes I would post because even though it was helping people, I was getting significance from that. So for me, that's actually why I took a, I took a month off Facebook, not posting at all, because I wanted to get back to a place of refinement with what I was actually posting and wanted to make sure that the purpose and the intent was always from the best place and from my truth and not from a place of ego, a place of needing something, feeling a void, because that's what videos and Facebook and social media, I, I guess, can become, right? It becomes a feeder for what you're feeling you don't have within you or what you feel you lack. So for me, I was like, again, it's been a constant journey of refinement, this whole business and this whole journey of it's always been refining, refining, refining and coming back to what's real, what's true, what's actually authentic because, you know, I don't I don't want to be another person that just feeds my own ego from helping people, which is awesome. Still, I'm helping. Mm. But again, for me, like it's just not how I want to roll. <laughs> so if I've been really like mindful and um, yeah, just always making sure like what what's the purpose of this post today? And is it really for others or is this for me? And if it's for me, then I need to go away and address that myself rather than posting and then come back and post something useful. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what that. I mean? Yeah, well said. Well yeah. said. And like that for, I'm the, I guess I'm the same when it comes to that. And, I, and as you were saying that, you, you described exactly like how I feel when I when I post. It's like it's 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 more for me first of all because like I need to get something off my chest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I guess the times when I'm forcing something, when I'm thinking I'd, I need to, I need to do a post on Instagram because, yeah, you know, I, I do you know what I mean? Too, right? Yeah. That's when it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, this needs to be. It needs to come yeah. from the heart. And a lot of the times, yeah. it's when I when I clear the mind and I, I I come out of a meditation session. This is mainly when I write my post. I come out of a meditation session and something yeah. will come through me, and I have to yeah. I have to write it down or I have to speak yeah. about it. And you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. And and I think um this is what's great about podcasting now that I since I've started I always wanted to start a podcast and this this right I now. I love doing it. Hey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's these conversations which is why I wanted to start it. I mean, I'm I can't believe we've connected and you're in Bali, I'm in Toronto and we're talking about these topics and we're going to someone's going to listen yeah. and and get influenced by this and it's the power of the power of the the, the age we live in now is where People can get access yeah. to information and it can help them. But most mainly the podcast is helping me so much because yeah. it's talking. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. all goes back. It helps all... everyone. <laughs> Are you going to have a podcast soon? When When's yours coming out? Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, it's something, oh, look, you know, it's just on the list of many other things I want to do. But I think for now, I think, um, podcasting will just be something I feature on rather than creating one of my own. Yeah. Um, I like, I love podcasts. I love listening to them. I love people that start them, like, especially like yours. I love, like, I love getting on them. I love, you know, um, sharing what I know, but for me, I don't feel that's my, my purpose yep. is probably not to start a podcast. Um, but I'm actually, uh, I think I'm in the process of starting to write a book but Ooh, that's just nice. really off cuff and random yes. it's just kind of coming but yeah like I, I think I think the podcast thing's for others yeah <laughs> well I'd love to have yeah. you on here as a regular guest so if you're if you're 
if you're open for that, I'm sure we can. Um, the regular feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, um, I mean. I do love to chat. I do love. <laughs> oh man, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I guess so. The re- the reason, the main reason I started the podcast was because I I went through a a phase in life where I was working a job that didn't align with me. I was working a corporate yeah. job, nine to five, and I was doing accounting. I was doing tax accounting. And it was it was a very difficult period in my life. Yeah, <laughs> very difficult period because there was just such a disalignment with what I was doing for my day job and what my heart was calling me to do. And you yes. know, people know my story. I I, I eventually um, you know connected with myself and, and and found fulfillment in the now, which is which is what I guess the core understanding is what I'm trying to put across to people. I love that. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing external needs to change when you change your internal world that's when the external starts to change so so after i figured Mm. that out i i found the courage to leave my job and and step into the unknown and move out to canada and i wanted to share this this experience this what i went through i wanted to share that to help other people because i know there's so many who are in a similar situation Mm. they're working jobs that they're just like this can't be it this can't be me i'm not working behind a am working behind a desk doing stuff I don't really want to do and then they, yeah. they finish work and then they go home and work on the stuff or do the things that I actually love to do and I and I, yeah. I want to I want to inspire and encourage others to to acknowledge that and follow these these passions or these curiosities and I want to know do you have any advice for someone who who's in say they're at a job and they're just like they're listening to this and I think that's the first step that they're already starting to fill their mind with with Baking, content yeah, like this sure. but if they're listening to this and they're in a job and they're just like they say i know this job is for me i want to do this mm-hmm. my heart's pulling me this way but they just they're, they're too scared or they don't have the courage yet they're worried things might yeah. not work out any advice yeah. that you could share um oh the stacks um <laughs> <laughs> i would say like I think one thing, like if you feel that you know you're not meant to be in a certain place or like where you're working isn't for you but you just have no clue what else is out there for you, then either one, um, find someone who can help you find that out. Like I think there's such a thing of actually reaching out to others and having opening up more conversations with people or, you know, um, even putting yourself out there to search for someone who could help you maybe unlock that for yourself or at least just help you remove whatever's causing you not to want to ever change anything um because I feel that a lot of like that fear and stuff can really hold you back and as much as I could say oh just do it anyway like get your courage and go not everyone it's so much easier said than done sometimes and I think people can spend their whole lives just being in that job still hating it still wanting to get out of it but never actually getting out so even so, I would say, like, give yourself a time frame even, okay? Like, right now I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't I don't really like it here, but this is all I've got. We'll start to research what you would like. You know, start actually exploring yourself, if that means just yourself internally or what you actually learn who, what you like. Do you know most people don't even know what mm. they like in life and they're going, well, I don't want to be here, but I don't even know what I want. Of course you don't know what you want if you don't even know who you are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's like an element of self-exploration before making any rash decisions. You don't need to leave everything, but if you want to, do it. If you feel like, you know what, I just want to dedicate and devote time to myself, I would say like ultimately the perfect reality would be like 
just fucking quit your job, do something that just pays bills and go and do shit that you like or enjoy your life. Like why do we always have to work just to make money, just to fulfill some sort of meanless ends? Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I've got like mixed, mixed, mixed. Um, Yeah, but for me, I usually just jump and just do something really fucking random. Like <laughs> um, personally, you know, even now I'm just like I'm going to move to New Zealand and I'm going to, you know, part of me is like I think I want to do some sort of DJ like course and do that somewhere at a bar just like randomly there so I can get a bit of money and just experience, you know. Like I think we put so much weight on our purpose and our life work and our life's work is going to take a pretty long time. We don't have to race to get there. And like I think an element of like enjoying your life now, yeah, is so important just versus finding exactly what your life's calling is now. Because I think that impatience can stop you as well from finding it. Agreed. I, yeah. Wow. That's such a great answer. Because I, I guess <laughs> I guess it comes for me. Like, because I, I I totally agree with you. I think if you wanna, if you ain't happy with where you are, like people like for me, a lot of people want to travel. It's like everyone's like, oh, I want to travel, but I don't have yeah. the money to do it. Oh, I can't go to work. It's like bullshit. Just fucking quit your job and travel. Like, do you know what I mean? We we yeah. we we think we're trapped in where you we can are, make it but work. yeah, you can make it work. But I guess yeah. for me at the time, the phase that I was in, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't brave enough to be honest. I think a lot of us are just too scared uh, to act on those. Yeah, totally. Like my heart wants to go this way, but like, no, I can't do that because I need a paycheck. And I need to do so this. Weird yeah. And there's not yeah. enough. There's not enough money in it. That's the that's the the main excuse I used to make. Yeah, I want to I want to pursue yeah. like, exercise. But there's no money in that. Like, what a bullshit excuse. Yeah. Like, that's absolute yeah. rubbish. Follow your heart. Do if you do what you want to do, and you're just following like these urges, like you're doing. Just follow. Move up to New Zealand. Oh, I want to do this now. Things opportunities just start to create. You start to come your way through oh, you yeah. living from this new heart centered approach and doing things that yeah. I'm here because I want to be here. Not because I'm here because I'm too scared if I leave, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills or, you know, uh, people are going to think I'm a loser because I quit my job. And it's just it's and it's all that, bullshit. And it's that mentality that is about, like, that's a control mentality from mm. society, you know, like 100%. just on another level. It's like yeah. that is how you are controlled to always work for some someone else, like, and be part of the, you know, cycle of that life, you 100%. know. <laughs> it comes from like, schooling, parents exactly, as well. Like, you know, you, it, yeah. it's the system. Go to school go to college, get a degree, work a job, and that's your life, you know, yeah. and yeah. you're never, you never taught at school how to connect with yourself and figure out what you actually want. What does your heart actually want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're just kind of told yeah. and coerced. Yeah. So it is like a new, yeah. 100%. It's the, we need that class at school, uh, you know, connect with yourself yeah. 101, <laughs> learn to meditate and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it's... It, I think it will happen soon, but until then, it's up to us and it's up to people yeah. who, again, goes back to asking questions, start asking the questions. What would I do if money wasn't a factor? Yeah. If I woke up tomorrow and won the lottery, yeah. what would you do? Yeah. And the minute you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, and what would... Sorry, go ahead. You go. You go. <laughs> <laughs> the minute people start getting clear on that... Well, that's, we get so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when... You can really get, that's what I started doing. I was like, what would I do if I won a million dollars? Like I'd still go to the gym. I'd still do yoga. I'd still meditate. And I was like, yeah. I'm starting to get an idea now of what direction I want to take. And it all came from questions. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's not, if you can't answer those, I always ask myself then, 
what wouldn't I want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would I definitely not want in my life? Like if I was to look at life in 10 years time, what would I definitely not want to be my life? And at least use that to orient yourself 100%. a little bit. <laughs> for me, it wasn't sitting at a fucking desk doing tax for the rest of my life. That's for sure. And that's yeah. not to, and that's not to say that's wrong because maybe someone no, that's their passion. If you love that ex- and that's your, exactly. and that's your jam, exactly. you're living it. You're living your purpose. You 100%. know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. hundred percent. And I mean, I guess what would you define as purpose? Like, I guess passion mm. is one thing, following your passions, but how does someone find their purpose? Does purpose just come from following your passion? That's a really great question. I like that. Um, to be honest, I think, um, I think like in some ways we think purpose is like, um, yeah, like what I'm here to do, like you know, what, what's my purpose here? Like it's quite a deep question, what's my purpose here? Because mm. it's pretty – it's something you might not ever actually truly know, right? Yeah. Do we ever actually know what the purpose is of being here? Um, and I think we all create our own version of that. So, you know, I just – I like to question, you know, when I think of my purpose, is that the truth or is that just something, again, that I'm creating to help me some way feel like I'm valid here, you know, Um but I feel that following your passion and following your like bliss or what you really feel excited about is probably the best thing to follow rather than what your purpose might be. Because I think, yeah, they intertwine and I think your purpose probably is just to live life the best way you can and enjoy, like really. Yeah. At the essence of that isn't purpose just to live. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. That's just my belief of that. But, yeah. Um, and really I think it's hard like we can say you know follow your passions people don't always know what their passions are until they also remove a lot of the shit that's there holding them from even enjoying do you know what I mean so I think sometimes it's like you don't know what your passion or bliss is you need to remove some layers and just shit so that you can get that clarity because you probably won't know so true yeah Uh, that's how I felt anyway the minute I started meditating cutting through these stories and and getting to this, yeah. getting to my essence, it started to, and then it started, I could hear my own voice. I could hear my inner voice start to speak. And that's, that's so true. Yeah. I think, I think going back to purpose, this is, this is my opinion on, on what I think purpose is. And I'm, purpose for me comes from when you follow your passions and you start to, mm. you start to get to a point in life where you have discovered the essence of life, which is, primarily be here yes. be now be present in the moment and when you're connected yeah. to the flow yeah. of life which is in the moment which a lot for a lot of people comes through mm. the people who who love what they do that that happens naturally for them they're in the flow they're working yeah. and they're just you know, a- yeah. athletes musicians artists they're, they're in the flow of life and then purpose comes yeah. from giving that back to someone else so this is for me my purpose is to help yeah. other people discover this now you know I, I'm I'm so grateful yeah. that I yeah. have the opportunity to do what I love, and and I want to help other people realize yeah. that too. Um, and I think that yeah. that's the motive. That's I think what gets you up in the morning uh, uh, when you when you figure yeah. that out. When you, when you get a message from someone to be like, "Hey man, thanks. You really helped me act on this thing, or you really shifted me." Yeah, that's what it's all about. I don't know. Yeah. So you get the most kick out of that. I know you're the same. So totally. Yeah. 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 Totally. And I think, yeah, that's it. I think for me, I realized like even even on a deeper level, I'm like I'm just here to help people, yeah, con- connect back to, you know, their heart and 
and love and just to feel that flow of life just through them a little bit more. And I think, um, yeah, I think people find that and realize, wow, like she's just awesome. Like with or without anything at the core of me, I'm still super stoked whatever Mm -hmm. the outside's presenting and I think that's perfect Mm -hmm. yeah so true I guess to simplify everything Eckhart Tolle taught me this he didn't teach me personally I read it in his book but he said (laughs) (laughs) said, I've met him once yeah he's my he's my personal coach one-on-one um in his book (laughs) the one thing that always stood out from his book because I read it at a time when I needed to read it was again back to your primary purpose primary purpose is to be here be in this moment now and even if this moment yeah. is shit and you don't like it, be present with it. Can you accept the conditions of yeah. your life right now? That's your primary purpose. Yeah. Secondary purpose is what you do on an external level. If you haven't got the primary purpose yeah. down first, the secondary purpose is never going to be coming from that space. It's never going to be coming from the flow. So primarily yeah. focus on yeah. the now. Be com- be accept the present moment for what it is. Um, and that's what helped yeah. me. That's that really is what shifted me. So I love that. I love that. Majorly resonate. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I won't. I won't tie you up for too much longer. You're on a. You're on your holiday in Bali, and I don't want to keep you too long. But a couple more questions. Oh, I guess. Good. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Go for I, it. I know you're big on reading as well. Like I love reading books. Have been such a big part of my life and helping me unlock new layers. Um, do you have any books? Yeah. Do you recommend any books for someone starting out? Someone who might just have just woken up to this realization that there's more to life than just the external level? Yes. What books would you recommend? Yes. Um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. Damn. Excellent. Good recommendation. Excellent book for starting out. I've recommended that to a few people, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I recommend it to a lot of my clients just because it's – the way that Joe just packs knowledge up in such a like neat and easy to absorb way is so perfect. I think for anyone starting out and trying to gra- like grasp ideas and concepts because it can be quite complex. So I think that's a really great place to start if you want to really learn what and why you're doing it and why it's important and what it's going to do for you and how it all works and ties into you know your neurology, your physiology, all of that. Then that's probably my go-to book for like the start. <laughs> Um, another one actually is letting go and the art of surrender. That's by, um, Dr. David R. Something. Damn, mate. You, you've nailed two books that like literally changed my life. Like letting go was one book that I, I continuously, I, I've read it, listened to it three oh, times. It's like my, it's like a dictionary. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant book. I've actually, I only read it recently, but I really loved it. I really, really loved it. And I really thought it was like just it just it's like it it is like a sort of a, a, a dictionary for every like a um what are they call it? encyclopedia yes. almost for like personal growth <laughs> yes. and, and understanding it. So I love that. Um and then on a more like sort of spiritual level and I guess a more um contemplative sort of level, I would definitely recommend um The End of Your World by Adi Ashanti. Um and also his other book, Healing the Core Wound of Unworthiness. What I love most about those books is that he offers so much um, so much insight, but the way like so I listen to his books more than I read them, I find them a lot more potent to listen um, yep. because he embeds so much transformation in the way that he speaks. So his language, the words he chooses to portray messages actually really seeps into your unconscious and creates 
some rapid changes. Like just by listening to that, I've had some incredible shifts. Um, and he also offers contemplative questions in meditation. So, you know, he'll ask you a question and kind of offer up space to like go and contemplate that for a bit. And I find that super useful. So I really do recommend those um, as like other good places to yeah. sort of follow on. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read Adi Ashanti's book, so thank you. I'll I'll take you up on that recommendation. You might really love yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I will. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Joe Dispenza, he, the last guest I had in the podcast, Jennifer Merrifield, she was the one that recommended Joe Dispenza to me. And I, when I first read, listened to his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, yeah, yeah. bang, light bulb went on. I, I read <laughs> and listened to all of his other books in the space of like two or three months. And then I ended up buying, yeah. he was coming to Toronto at the time and I ended up buying a ticket to go and see him. So, so I good. literally read all his books in like three months and then I've gone to see him yeah. live in person in Toronto. Love that. And, so and, and Jen got the ticket, uh, she helped um, organize the ticket and, and she got literally yeah. seats front row. So I'm literally a meter away from Whoa. him. And oh my god, you, it was. I would have been such a fan. It was. Oh yeah, it was. But then he, yeah, I had a very, very transformative experience in that workshop in his seminar because he did a meditation wow. at the end of it, a group meditation. And yeah. I don't know. You're probably familiar with with what the work he does. Is he measures um, yeah. the effects of meditation in a group setting and. In, in the group setting, yeah. meditation gets amplified because there's so many people who are going deep and raising their raising their energy, raising their frequency. Yes. And in a room, yes. it just gets amplified. And I yeah. had the most transformative experience in that meditation and that I'll never forget wow. because it was so wow. powerful to be around hundreds of others doing the same thing. Yeah. I felt the energy. Yeah. That, that um, would have been so amazing. It, it really yeah, was. I love that. So I, I definitely encourage people to dig into Joe's stuff because he, 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 um, he's, he's, he's doing big things and we're going to hear his name a lot more. I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I can't wait till he comes like to New Zealand or, Sydney or something. <laughs> sure, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so thank you for those recommendations. They were great. I think everyone should read and listen to those books. Um, mm. So I guess my last question before I let you go is uh, what, what would be just some little things that people can implement now that can make a big difference in the way they think and feel if they want to start to remove some of these unconscious belief systems that are holding them back? Um, I think the biggest thing would be um, like just practice actually allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling, whatever that may be, whether that's frustration, whether that's anxiety, whether that's anger, fear, sadness, whatever you're actually feeling, allow yourself just to be in that for a moment, whether you need to do that at night when you come home from work and just give yourself like even literally 10 minutes to just sit with whatever you're feeling and not run from it. I think that can produce the biggest change for anyone is just accepting what they're feeling and, and letting that be the case without judgment, without, you know, beating yourself up about the fact that you should be there or should be here, or should feel this other way, just actually feeling what you're feeling and knowing that when you do that, you actually, it goes, like it won't hang around. And I think if we can learn to just do that more, we're probably going to feel better and better and better just naturally. Yeah. I would say that's my biggest. Well said. Yeah, that's, that's such a good piece of advice. Not enough people do yeah. that. Whether yeah. you do it, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but 
<laughs> no, it's great advice. <laughs> Agreed. I can second that. I know it's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yasmin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, where can people find Thanks you online, first of all? Uh, on Holistic Hub Perth, is that the website? Yes. Yep. Yes. Holistic Hub Perth is my Facebook page and website, holistichubperth.com. Um, I will be rebranding soon. So, mm-hmm. Yasmin Eve is probably just the name to remember here. Cool. Um, and you can find me on Instagram and everything like that so yeah reach out if you want to know more (laughs) 100 percent encourage people to reach out yeah yasmin puts out some incredible amazing content and yeah it's it's for free (laughs) for free exactly exactly Uh, especially the videos the videos are amazing and i want to keep them coming because you're inspiring me to to share more as well which is yeah thank you oh like likewise it's been, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure having you here and having this chat from other ends of the world. 12-hour time difference. We made it work. I love technology. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Thank you, mate. Uh, we'll, we'll chat again soon. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's really reassuring to know if you're listening to these podcasts all the way through to the end, then clearly there's something trying to emerge through you. There is, there is an opening that's starting to take place for higher version of yourself to come through so keep keep listening and absorbing this information because as you start to act on it then opportunities and new ways of living and being are going to start to open up and if you keep following these urges keep following these inclinations and these curiosities you're going to start to unravel a whole new life of freedom and liberation from the confines of the mind that stop us from really living in the present moment so thanks so much for tuning in if you enjoyed listening to yasmin definitely share this episode with someone who you think could benefit from it and i look forward to seeing you again in the next episode bye for now